tell you what, I can't get enough of that song. And of course, whenever you hear it, it means it's time for your favorite hockey podcast. It is Hockey the Podcast. Welcome once again to the show. Ordinarily, we're coming to you on a Tuesday. Change things around a little bit this time around because it's a, a very special edition of the show. And usually when we say a special edition, we, we kind of mean it. But then it's like an important guest or two this time around. It's a really, really special edition. This time, you don't get more special than this edition. It's the most special edition of a special edition. With me, as always, is my partner in crime, Tyron Jabu Barnard. Tyron, uh, this is a big one. Yeah, Derek, it, it's a wonderful pleasure to have the guests we have tonight, and it's a wonderful occasion to mark. Of course, we are recording this, so it's uh, hush hush right now to just before Saskok have released the international SA men's and women's sides that will be going to represent the country at Tokyo. And tonight we are going to talk about the teams, talk about the players, talk about the caps, and of course, hear from the coaches and the captains as well as the person whose head is often on the block um, when things go badly. Or things go well. I hope she doesn't mind me saying that. But uh, yeah, Derek, it's a fantastic uh, podcast tonight. It's a great opportunity and, and looking forward to hearing from the, our five guests tonight. Okay, well, uh, put us out of our... Uh, we, we, we can't wait. The waiting is finally over. <laughs> Tell us, who do we have on the line tonight for this very special show? Yeah, of course. We're going to start with the CEO of the SA Hockey Association, the CEO of SA Hockey. It is Marissa Langeni. Um, Marissa, thanks for joining us. I know uh, we've had you on once before when we were when we did squad announcements in person and uh, we were at a golf course. But uh, we're online now and, and squad announcements have been slightly different because of COVID. But not only have squad announcements been different, so has the whole world of hockey and uh, of course the olympic games how have sa hockey coped with the massive curveball thrown at them good evening ty and good evening derek thank you so much for for having us on your show as you've said we've had different announcements but um this announcement is equally as exciting and unfortunately the backdrop is COVID 19 um, it's been a time which has been an unknown for many of us in the sports world as in general life. So things have been very different. Um, just preparing for the games itself and deciding or, or trying to find out are the games on, are they not on? There's just been so much anxiety around travel, what it's going to look like, where our team's going to be. Um, are we going to be able to get back our players that are based overseas? There's been a lot of balls to juggle at the same time. But we are here now. We are super excited. Um, the team is going to be announced. And um, we are set to depart South Africa on the 16th of July. So as it is at the moment, it's all systems go, even though COVID still remains with us. Marissa, it's great to have you on the show. And, you know, being a sports administrator is tricky at the best of times. Uh, could you try and just sum up how tough it's been during the time of COVID? It's been very difficult, Derek. I mean, we, we were at a point where both national coaches had submitted teams for ratification um, last year, and we were ready to go, ready to submit our teams to, to the Olympic Committee. 
And lo and behold, we were told that the games would not proceed. So a huge halt. Um, we all had to press the pause button, um, regroup, reassemble. Um, for some players, perhaps it was a sigh of relief that maybe didn't believe that they put in enough to, to get the nod. But for some players, it was a long wait already to get to 2019 and then be told, I mean, sorry, 2020, and then be told you've got to wait another year. So it hasn't been easy, I must say. Um, and having to literally press that pause button and, and wait for a pandemic to unfold, neither of us had a script. We didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know what the, the world would look like beyond our various lockdown levels. Um, the teams, the preparation process, the reopening of facilities for teams to get out there and start training again, the travel restrictions that were in play at the time. I think for any sport administrator, it was probably the most difficult period. Um, and it's just the uncertainty. I mean, there's uncertainty on a normal day, but in a pandemic, it was just heightened because in all honesty, nobody had any answers. And for some, you know, the dream of the Olympics was starting to slip away. So when, when the world started to settle and we started moving from the different levels of restrictions in our own country, and we could see that also unfolding in the rest of the world, um, and the IOC then announced a new date for the Olympics, the FIH then announced the fixtures for 2021, you know, that glimmer of hope came back and it gave everybody something to work towards, players, coaches, and definitely as administrators. It gave us the opportunity to bring hope back into what was a very gloomy time in our country and globally. So it hasn't been easy at all, but getting to where we are today has made it all worth it. And we can actually just proceed and go to the games. Yeah, Marissa, you, you said a beacon of hope, you, to get hope back. There must have been some hope from, from you the, and the SA Hockey Council that developed within just seeing the way that your, your two national teams responded to the pandemic and, and the way they adjusted and uh, changed in order to, um, to adapt, I mean, in, in a very different world from the one that we used to. Hundred percent. I think we were extremely proud um, in the way that both our national teams have taken all of this in their stride. They've readjusted their planning. They've readjusted the way the ways of working of the various teams. And each coach had their own strategy in saying, "How do I still get to my players? How do I still connect with my players?" And you know, we watched sometimes from the sidelines because everything was unraveling on online platforms, on social media. Um, and it was marvelous to just actually watch uh, the various players pick themselves up and carry on and pursue this dream and this opportunity um, to play on the biggest world stage. I think for, for us, that in itself was, was amazing to watch and was an inspiration to us. Um, the challenges around making sure that facilities were readily available and were available quite quickly to the players was a challenge initially. But the minute we got through that hurdle and our initial return to play protocols were approved for the return of national players to training, I think that sparked something in our own council to say, you know what, let the national players start 
Let's see what this is all about. Give them the opportunity. They are preparing for the biggest opportunity that's been given to them in the sports sector. So it was important that, you know, every part of this puzzle came together at just the right time. And I think that seeing what the teams have been able to achieve in this time of the greatest adversity globally has been absolutely marvelous to see and a huge inspiration to all of us. Thanks very much, Marissa. We are going to bring one of those coaches on right now, and that is Robin van Ginkel. Robin is the head coach of the SA women's hockey team. Rob, it, it obviously was a very different world. You had just played uh, against uh, Germany and Ireland. You were prepared for a massive series in Durban, and then the rug got pulled out of it, and you had to adjust. You had to change, um, well, once we were allowed back on the field. It must have been frustrating, but also pleasing to see how players reacted. Yeah, good evening, everyone, and and thanks for having us on the on the podcast. Um, yeah, Derek, as you said, I mean, we we were all systems go. As Marissa said, we we had submitted our teams, and you know, we had a couple months to get ready, and and with the pandemic, everything stopped. And I think, in in hindsight. Um, while the rest of the world, I think, were exceptionally upset and, um, you know, almost ready for an Olympics, I believe that this year that we've had extra has made us a stronger team and a more ready team to take on Tokyo. So the, the positive is we've spent a lot more time together. When I say together online, Zoom has be, definitely become our mates. But um, we, we've spent time, we've, we've learned about um, each other, the team culture, and when we could get out there to train again, there was a revived energy and a new focus um, to to use the opportunity in the extra couple months um, to prepare for this year. So exceptionally difficult times, but the the ability for the team to adapt, refocus, and and set some new goals. Uh, we're now in the stage where it's exceptionally exciting that the team can be announced, and we're ready to take on the Olympics this year. Robin, it's really great to have you on the show, and I'm glad that you touched on the process of adapting to the situation. Of course, that is what uh, all people in every walk of life have, have had to do over the course of the last year or so. Uh, but as a coach, has it opened your eyes to, well, I suppose it's had to, have to given you new ways and means of extolling your your knowledge onto your players and letting them take it forth? Because you say Zoom has become your friend, I mean, a year ago, I'm sure within the past year, you have learned and encountered situations whereby you would never have foreseen that to have taken place a, a, a year ago. And suddenly, I can imagine it's been a very, very different year when it comes to coaching from your side. Yeah, absolutely. Um, everything's been, well, most of it was online for a good eight months. Um, I think, if anything, the team learned was really how to embrace video analysis um, you know, every player got got um, a license and they were able to log on and start doing video analysis personally. So instead of just as a coach standing in front or running a video analysis session, um, the players were doing it and interacting and actually contributing. And we wrote a, a playbook for the, the ladies team, which was all driven by the players. So really good to see the players diving in and then owning the space of what we want to get out of games and, and our plans while the coaching staff work behind the scenes just to pull it all together. Um, 
then also conditioning. I mean, we had to, we were in lockdown and we had to try and stay conditioned. So um, I can never thank my sports scientist, Taryn and I do enough on being so creative from girls working on a two by two meter balcony to those that could run on farms. But um, we had to try and stay as conditioned as possible. We had to try and stay safe and healthy and at the same time still grow maybe our mental capacity and our knowledge of the game so that when we did get back onto the field, we were, we were more focused and ready to actually focus on the, the technical and tactical stuff. Of course, Robin is going to be on that plane to Tokyo, but a bigger question is who will be joining him from the playing personnel? Ty, over to you. It uh, gives me great pleasure to announce the squad as chosen and ratified. This is the 16-player squad that will be going. I will start with them. It features four Centurions. It features three debutants. Uh, it features one player that played at the 2012 Olympics, three players who have played at the Youth Olympics either in 2010 or in 2014, and a host of players who've played at the Outdoor World Cup or Commonwealth Games it is a good mix of experience and youth with an average cap of 61 per player. Here is your team. Quinita Bobs, Lillian Duplessis, Taryn Glasby, Aaron Hunter, Robin Johnson, Shawnee Maddox, Lerato Mahole, Taryn Mallet, Lisa Marie Dietlifs, Pumalela Mbanda, Edith Madikwe, even though it's spelt with an L, it is Madikwe, Kristen Payton, Celia Serrane, Nomnikelo Niki Vito, Nicole Walraven, and Ontatile Zulu. That'll be the 16 players that are going to the games. Of course, this year it's a bit different in the sense that you are allowed to select three players as your traveling reserves, not two. And these are the three traveling reserves for the South African hockey woman. Tony Marks, Marizane Marais, and Marlise Fantonda. That is our team that will be taking on the likes of Netherlands, Ireland, India, Great Britain, and Germany in Group A at the Tokyo Olympics. I'm going to bring in the lady who is the captain, and uh, she has a bit of a story that she may or may not share with us tonight. We'll see. But Erin, uh, good evening, and welcome to Hockey the Podcast. And first and foremost, congratulations on your selection. Good evening, Ty, Derek, and everyone else. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, yeah, thank you so much. I mean, it's, it's amazing to to finally hear that that I'm in the team um, heading off to Tokyo. Um, really, really excited. And, and just as you were reading out the names there, you know, I've got goosebumps. And it's it's been such a, a long process, as Marissa and Rob mentioned, with, with 2020 and then being shifted, the goals being shifted to 2021. So it's really great to hear the team and and to be able to now 100% shift our focus to to those 19 players and, and what we're going to bring in Tokyo. Yeah, and Aaron, I mean, if you look at the team, uh, you did not know the team before this. In fact, uh, for all the listeners, this is the first time Aaron has heard the full team. She would have had her her suspicions on who, who would be in. Um, 
you must be pretty happy with the squad that's been selected. Some exciting young players, some good experience. And, and obviously, Lisa can tell you all about uh, what it was like back in the day when she went to the Olympics. Yes, of course. I'm very, very excited to, to hear the team. And first of all, I'm very glad I didn't have to make any of the selection decisions. I think it, it must have been really, really tough for, for Rob in the selection panel. Um, thank goodness that that fell outside of my um, job job description. But I think... Um, I think that they've managed to select a brilliant team. Um, as you mentioned, we've got some great experience, you know, with the likes of Lisa Dietliffs and our Centurions who, who've got a, a lot of caps under their belt. But then we've also got ex- some exciting youngsters coming in. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do on the international stage and how they make a name for themselves. So, yeah, really, really cool team. And I'm looking forward to the next uh, 58 days um, and, and working together so that we can bring the best in Tokyo. Erin, you yeah, speak. and of course, oh. uh, Lita Dietlis, I must just say, she can also tell you about the Beijing Olympic Games as well, if I am correct. Uh, so she, she's got good experience in those leagues. Yes, definitely. Erin, uh, you featured in uh, one of our most memorable moments in uh, during Hockey the Podcast. Uh, I spoke to you a couple of months ago and we're talking about the, the pain of COVID, uh, particularly when it comes to training and, and how the relationship has gone between yourself and Robin. And during the show, Robin actually called you and uh, to go over the latest training schedule, I, I suppose. I, I can imagine there has been a countless amount of those phone calls i mean how strong and how has the bond grown between you and the coach particularly given the fact that uh, you've had to work remotely um yeah it's been it's been really really good um i think it definitely helps that that we both live in joburg so sometimes you know when when the restrictions did ease up a little bit those chats chats turned into a coffee which um was a lot more personal and and we could we could get into things a lot easier but yeah, it's been really, really great working with Rob and really, really exciting. I think we've got a great relationship. Um, playing, uh, I play under him at a club level too, so we spend a lot of time together. Um, so yeah, it's been really, really great. And um, I, I, I support him and his decisions with, with regards to the team. And I'm looking forward to seeing what, what he can do with us over the next couple of days. Rob, I've got to bring you in regarding Erin. I mean, was it always going to be a no-brainer that she would get the armband? Yeah, since I've been coach, I mean, I, w- when I became coach, I asked Aaron to, to captain the side and I, it, it would be remiss to, to only bring Aaron into it. I think the two players that I've asked to lead the team is definitely Aaron as captain, um, but Pumi also plays an exceptionally important part in, in the leadership of the team. So I, I see us as a team. The three of us are, are definitely the leaders and I look at them or look to them to to help me um, reach our goals within the team. But working with Pums and Aaron has been an amazing journey, and, and I'm so excited to to go with them and and see what we can do as a team. Aaron said that thankfully it wasn't in her remit that she was responsible for for selecting a squad to go to Tokyo. Uh, of course, you were were part of uh, that hallowed uh, selection panel and. I mean, how, how, how difficult a job is it to, to make those final decisions and, and say to a couple of people, unfortunately, you won't be making the trip, but uh, in the end, nailing down those names that are headed to the Olympics? Yeah, it's, I don't think anyone will understand how difficult it is until you actually have to do something like that. But um, definitely had, had an amazing panel that, um, of selectors that worked with me 
Um, they questioned everything. We pulled everything apart. We we tried to put players in different positions. We really put the team first and made sure that the the 16 that we take to Tokyo plus the three that can um, potentially serve uh, the team if there are any injuries are the right combination, the right people um, that will make South Africa proud. So not only from my side, but from the panel side, I believe it was exceptionally difficult, but also um, massively rewarding to, to be able to put this team together. Yeah, and, and tonight we're celebrating the players that have made the team, both the, the 16 and the traveling reserves. But that in itself uh, is quite a challenge, Rob, is that uh, it is only 16 compared to a normal tournament of 18. Maybe the one nice thing is that you're allowed three traveling reserves this time rather than only two. But it, it, it is that extra bit of challenge to cut from 18 to 16. Absolutely. I think um, 18 with, with two goalkeepers is, is a very different discussion when it comes to selection. Um, I think with 18, you could almost have a couple players in more of specific positions where with 16, you need a lot more versatility. Um, so it is a very different conversation. Um, but yeah, that's the rules for the Olympics. And um, we, we, every country has to pick according to that. Yeah, and lastly, Aaron, before we transition to the guys, um, yeah, is there any specific celebration planned at home for the Christie clan, even though uh, Hunter will be on the back of your shirt? Um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure um, my husband will have something up his sleeve um, to make sure that it's a very special moment. Um, I'm not sure what it will be, but um, we've got b- besides the Christie clan. I know we've got a, a, an event on on Saturday evening at our manager Joel's house with the whole um, 19 that, that will be traveling. And I think that will just be awesome for us as a 19 who've <laughs> had blood, sweat and tears put into this for us as a 19 to be able to celebrate this amazing moment and, and dreams coming true. So yeah, there'll be some celebration um, here at the Christie household, but there'll also be some celebrations with me and my team. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, enjoy the celebrations. Keep safe, keep the masks on and uh uh, I know you guys aren't allowed to drink, so enjoy the Super M chocolate milkshakes because Robin will be watching. All right. That is the ladies' team that is heading over to Japan, of course, a country that has great memories for us because the last time international sport was played there, the Springboks brought the World Cup home. Let's transition to the men and uh, let's bring in Coach Gareth Ewing Springs. It's been a very, very tough uh, 12, 18 months for you, challenging, traveling around the country to see your squad. And of course, a lot of your players based overseas could not get back even for the Namibia series because of COVID. <laughs> Would you ever have expected the challenge like the one you've had? Tyron, it's been interesting, that's for sure. Um, I think in many respects, as as Rob has already mentioned, it probably allowed the team to, to grow in, in, in other directions. Uh, in terms of maturity and culture. So from that point of view, positive. But uh, if I could uh, wind back the clock, I would be happier to have gone to an Olympics this time last year, I think. That's an interesting uh, uh, take. Uh, I I remember we chatted to you, Gareth, the last time I think we spoke in person was last year, uh, looking at uh, 2020 Tokyo. And, and I remember your preparations ahead of that. I mean, you were knuckling down. Uh, th- th- there's no question that you had everything down to the finite details in, in terms of 
trying to get the exact peak performance from your players uh, before they stepped onto the field for their very first game in 2020. And and that got thrown out the window. So interesting take in that you say you preferred to have gone last year. Never mind the extra year of preparation. Everything was set for last year. Derek, yeah, I, I just think we had good momentum going into into last year's dates. Um, so, you know, you, of course, you, you can't... Um, look back on things and, and, and regret too much. We've, we've definitely made some good progress in the last year and we'll be, we'll be very happy to be going in, the, in, the, in July this year and we'll take full advantage of this extra time that we have had. Yeah, and of course, Gareth, uh, you know, you and I did chat about this during the Namibia series. You guys uh, have closed the gap on 13th in the world, which is currently Ireland. Ireland will not be going to the Olympics Ahead of them is France and ahead of them is Malaysia. You know, do you as a team have uh, goals aligned to the world ranking? Are there specific goals that you're willing to share that are your aims for in Tokyo? Yeah, look, the rankings are something we we do pay a little bit of attention to. I think we should contextualize things, you know, remembering that Ireland and France are both going to be going to a Euro championship very soon, which could potentially widen that points gap again but but for us it is about for me it's about rising up the rankings over a sustained period of time and the olympics is a good opportunity to do so obviously that will require us to get some good results there which puts a little bit of pressure on us and we want to stay a little bit away from uh, results pressure but it is my goal to take the team into the top 10 over over the next 18 months to two years which is, uh, I agree, very ambitious, but we'll start with whatever points we can pick up in Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, Gareth, and uh, you obviously, you've taken a team to a, a top 10 finish with the Junior World Cup. Uh, hopefully you can take a team to the top eight. It's now important, though, that we find out who's in that team. And for that, I'm going to hand you over to Derek. Thank you very much, Ty. So the squad features five Olympians. They have got six Centurions and an average of 73 caps per player. The teams that South Africa will be playing over in Group B in Tokyo, Belgium, Canada, Germany, Great Britain, and the Netherlands. Uh, Certainly a tough group, but uh, this squad very, very capable of uh, causing a few upsets over in Japan. So without further ado, let's uh, look at uh, who will be the SA men's hockey team in Tokyo. The captain, none other than Timothy Drummond. And he'll be leading the squad featuring Rassi Peterson, Austin Smith, Mohamed Mia, Matthew Guys-Brown, Nicholas Spooner, Pibo Limberte, Jethro Eustace, Tane Payton, Clinton Panther, Sam Mvimbi, Diane Kasim, Mustafa Kasim, Nkobile Ntuli, Keenan Horn, and Tevin Cock. Traveling reserves, just as was the case in the ladies' squad, Tyson Dlungwana, Sia Nolunchungu, and Ryan Julius. And that is the 16-man squad, including three traveling reserves that will represent South Africa in the men's hockey competition in Tokyo. And uh, yeah, I think without further ado, let it bring in the captain, Timothy Drummond. Congratulations on the appointment. The waiting's over. The squad's been selected. Japan awaits. 
Yeah, it's very exciting. Thanks, Derek. And, and as Springs mentioned that it's, it's been a, a long process and a long journey for, for all of us involved. Um, we constantly talk about a squad of 45 of us, um, 55 if you include the, the management and support staff. And yeah, it's, it's obviously exciting to hear those names being read out uh, for the first time. But also you, you bear thoughts for those guys who have just missed out. But we, we, yeah, we mentioned we're about the greatest squad and, and we're going to be pushing that the greatest squad push this, this 16 going towards Tokyo. Yeah, I mean, sorry, Ty, I know we were speaking about it with, uh, with Aaron and, and Robin. It, it is always sad having to say goodbye to those that missed out. But, I mean, just going through those names, that, that is a stellar lineup. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a yeah very strong uh, team that we put forward for for this Olympics and unfortunately yeah we're not saying sad or it's not sad times for those guys that have missed out because there's yeah they're still a huge part of the squad um so but the guys that have been selected yeah fully support um, the names that you've read out and I, I really believe that this squad will do something special in Tokyo. Tim, you uh, were one of the five that were part of the 2012 Olympic Games. How, how much does your experience, along with the lives of uh, the likes of um, Rusty Peterson, Austin Smith, how much is that that uh, an impact and a valuable thing to the team? I think it'll be hugely valuable. Uh, it's, it's something that you know, no one can ever take away from us. Uh, playing in front of the Riverbank Arena in London Olympics was something that yeah we will draw a lot of um, confidence from and yeah we we had a great opportunity there to do something really good in our performances and we we just missed out on some very small margins during some tough games and yeah hopefully that will that experience we can share with the rest of the squad at, in, in Tokyo and yeah we can use that to our advantage uh, and springs the same for you uh, once again I mean you had a lot of guys in and around your side for the recent Namibia series. You knew at that point that some of them wouldn't be in, but you must be impressed with the guys' work ethic, their levels, and, and the guys who are just outside the, the, the final squad, the questions they've been asking. Tyron, yeah, this picking the, these 16 players and the three reserves is definitely one of the more difficult things I've had to do uh, and one of the more emotional things I've had to engage with as a coach. There was a huge amount of competition to make the team. Uh, nothing, nothing has been set in stone, and we had some really vigorous conversations amongst our selection panel. So, yeah, it, it's it is tough. Um, I'm very confident in the group that we've that we've put together, but there are definitely guys who who I feel for and um, have been causing me sleepless nights. So, that's a huge testament, and, and I'm glad to have had a difficult job because it tells me that that people have had to really fight for their places. Yeah, I can imagine, Gareth, that there's no question that this is the ugly side of being the coach of a national team or, or of any team for that matter, but particularly when it comes to having to select names to, to go over to re- represent their country at the Olympic Games, which uh, there is no higher honour. Uh, one man who I think you didn't have sleepless nights over was in the room right now, or is in the room right now, Timothy Drummond. Same as uh, what I posed to Robin. Uh, was Tim, and, uh, Tim always a, a foregone conclusion as to your captain? Yeah, I mean, I'm lucky I inherited Tim uh, as captain, and, and I'm very happy to have worked with Tim for a long time, back to under-21 days, back in 2007, 2008, 2009. So we have a good relationship. Uh, we have a respectful relationship, but Tim's not, not afraid to call me out when, when he thinks there needs to be some kind of a change. 
So I'm very happy to be working with him at this, this very high level. And he set such a great standard for the rest of the team in terms of conditioning and his, his moral outlook on life and, and the way he, he, he leads by example. So I'm really looking forward to working with him. As we heard Robin and Erin speak about their relationship, Blossom and need to adapt during COVID. I, I'm sure that certainly was the case between yourself and Tim. Uh, it certainly was. Um, we're not quite as uh, close to each other as, as uh, Rob and Erin are. Uh, we can't pop, pop around for a coffee, but uh, we, we spend a lot of time chatting together online and we're definitely in a good place in terms of our relationship. Yeah, so we are excited. We can't wait. 24th or look at me making up dates here. 6th of July? 24th of July? It is the 24th. 25th. <laughs> yeah, there we go. 24th of July. All the action gets underway. That is your SA men's hockey team, your SA women's hockey team. Marissa, you must be very happy with the squad selected and uh, you must be surely excited to see the teams back on the field and once again representing the country. We're very excited um, as South African hockey. I think we we must um, commend our 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 conveners of selectors, Ms. Joe Morley Jepson, as well as Bruce Jacobs, who assisted to steer this ship and getting us to, to the final point of, of the final teams that we have. So a fantastic um, opportunity, obviously, for the players that, that are on that plane to, to Tokyo. Um, I, I really enjoy what the coaches are saying, that everyone effectively knows that um, Opening ceremony is on the 23rd of July. And between now and then, everybody has to um, be on their best behavior from a COVID perspective, but at the same time, ensure that they remain focused for the games. Um, you know, in, in, in our discussion earlier, we mentioned that obviously COVID has put a spanner in the works, but there is an opportunity now um, with the regulations that have been in place. We've got three reserves that we can call on um, in the event that we need to. And I think we are ready. And as South African hockey, we wish the teams all of the best um, in the last phase of their preparation towards departure day. Um, and as they prepare to enter the, the Saskok holding camp prior to departure, um, we really wish them well. And um, we are here in support as, as the countrymen, as much as some of us has to remain behind because of the current regulations around the games, but we will be glued to every TV screen, every phone, every radio, whatever we can get our hands on to follow our team, to cheer them on and to support them from home. Marissa, obviously the team extends further than just the players. I know we'll, we'll reveal them all, but uh, without necessarily giving it away, South Africa will also be very well represented by volunteers, by technical officials uh, and by umpires themselves. Absolutely. We, we are excited. I think we, we have more umpires than, 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 than what normally happens at the game. So when that time comes, we'll obviously reveal that panel, but extremely excited. Um, and everyone is pulling together to ensure that they get to the game safely. They deliver the game safely. And as mentioned, we are here in support 100%. And uh, finally, from my side, Marissa, just having a look at the people in this discussion, the coaches, the captains, and now the revelation of the squads, are you confident that uh, these two teams will go on and represent South Africa with great distinction and honour over in Tokyo? 
No doubt in my mind, Derek, no doubt in my mind. I think that we, we've got a group of individuals that are here to lead and to direct the teams in the direction that we need to go in. And we know that they will always put their best foot forward. That's what we have seen up until this point. And we don't see why that would change at the game. So we have full confidence in, in the team that's been put forward. We have full confidence in, in both Rob as well as Gareth in terms of steering those ships Aaron, Tim, the likes of Pumi, the leadership groups within the national teams themselves, we have full support and we have full faith in the delivery that the, they'll give us in Tokyo. Thank you so much, Marissa. Thank you, Rob and Aaron. Thank you, Tim and Gareth. We wish you the best of luck from Hockey, and the, Hockey the Podcast. We'll make sure that from our side we tell the story, but uh, we know you guys are actually the ones writing the story, and I can tell you, we are proudly South African and behind your teams. So good luck. Make the country proud. But I know I don't actually have to tell you that. Absolutely. That's love. it, ladies and gents. That is it. That is the teams. That is the SA men's team. That is the SA women's team. If you want to replay it, go replay it. Go listen again and again. Go make it your ringtone if you really want. Uh, you can also check out all the SA Hockey, the Hockey, the podcast, the Hockey, the magazine, and Raider Media social media accounts where the teams will be up there as well. Share it with your friends. Talk about it. Let's get behind these men and women because they're going there and I have a feeling they're going to do something special. Certainly so. Ty, thank you so much. Thank you very much to our very, very special guest. Thanks to the listeners for joining us once again. We told you it was a special edition. Thanks, as always, for joining us on Hockey, the podcast. And to our men's and women's teams, go forth and conquer in Tokyo. Cheers.